0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Podcast. I'm your host, LBJ, and today I'm super excited to interview Jamal Robinson. Jamal is the co-founder and CEO of Clear Eye View. He's a Forbes Black member, and he's also the founder and chairman of the board for Belief in in a Dream, a nonprofit based in Indiana. Um, Jamal, I'm super, super grateful for you agreeing to be a guest on the podcast today. Super excited to interview you. Can't wait for people to hear a bit about your story. Uh, your entrepreneurship journey. Um, how, how are you doing today before, before we get started, before I dive into all the questions?
1: I <laughs> know. No, I appreciate that. I'm doing great. You know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful day here in the DMV. Uh, sun's out. I get to spend some time with you and and uh, and your listeners. So I'm all good. I appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I
0: didn't tell you this before the show, but the DMV is actually one of my favorite cities. Um, yeah. I have, I have an aunt who lives there, been there a few times and, you know, there might be some bias because before I visited the DMV most recent time, I was leaving New York City uh, and, you know, New York City is, no offense, to lives in New York City, a bit dirty, uh, but the DMV was like the complete opposite. So I was like, "This is great! Like the city's yeah. clean. <laughs> it's like a lower
1: speed. Like <laughs> I was loving it." Yeah, that I think I think you nailed it. And you know, you, New York, you you got that hustle. You know that that spirit, and and you know, in the district or in Maryland or Virginia, you just you you got a little slower pace, but you still have the speed of the city, <laughs> and you can still uh you can still move and shake and get things done. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I I love the city.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, um, you know, before I get into some of my questions, I'd love to hear from you. For our listeners who are just now hearing about you and your brand, what is Clear Eye View?
1: So Clear Eye View or what we call CEV collection as well. Um, CEV stands for Clear Eye View. And so I I founded this, uh, this company with my business partner, Jalen Smith, who's a Pro Bowl NFL linebacker. And, and we actually grew up in the same home city of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. And, and his, uh, his business manager is one of my really good friends. And previously I had, um, started and built an, and I were company. And so Jalen being an entrepreneur, very entrepreneurial minded was like, Hey, how can we, you know, create something from this mantra? He's had it, like I said, since high school. And yeah. so his, uh, his business manager was like, I, I got a guy. And, uh, <laughs> so, so we connected and, and, you know, really the, the core of it was, you know, his mantra, clear eye view, we believe anything in life is possible to clear eye view, that's mm-hmm. it in a nutshell. And so we wanted to create a brand, um, that had and stood for more than the product we sell first and foremost. So our vision is to empower everyone to, uh, see their true selves. And we really wanted to focus on the culture, black culture. And infusing that into our product from our marketing, our messaging, the sizing, the style of our product, telling stories. Every product we uh, we put out is named after a black visionary. Yeah. So um, that was the start of it. Uh, You know, two guys from Indiana, uh, one being a professional football player, other being entrepreneurial, um, putting our heads together and and seeing what we can uh, put a dent in the world. That's that's incredible. Um, I want to
0: dive into That in just a second, um, but before we go like all the way into that, um, I'd like to take a second. You know, you mentioned from Fort Wayne, Indiana. What were those early years like for you? Because you you know, you 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 mentioned an entrepreneur at heart, um, yeah. What were those early years for for you? Did you like see any inclination that you might be an entrepreneur
1: early on? Or I give a lot of credit to to my parents, and so I grew up in Fort Wayne, uh, I was the kid, and and And, you know, now in my mid-30s, I don't know how my parents did it, to be honest. (laughs) I'm the youngest of five. And I say that to say I I was in every activity. Like every activity you think of from church choir to all the sports. But one sport that stuck with me was uh, soccer. Yeah, I was playing since I was four or five years old. And so that that was kind of that was my my steady. But my father, my mother, my father in particular is very entrepreneurial as well. Mm. So um, he'd always be having tapes playing on in the car when we're on, you know, (laughs) you know, you you be traveling for the weekends, (laughs) And he'd have motivational tapes going on, you know. And, And so I was young, just getting that poured into me, and and so you know, I was the kid. Uh, uh uh what is it a, a snow shovel and and a sled going around <laughs> the neighborhood you know ten dollars for a sidewalk twenty dollars for a driveway knocking on doors kids you know people can't say no to kids yeah <laughs> that was that was really my entrepreneurial bug it's, it stemmed off my parents and um you know that you know I I did everything I could to make money coming up um yeah. you know and and that stuck with me um, all the way through, uh, when I when I went off to school to play soccer, I was I was fortunate to get a, a scholarship to play at the University of Central Florida. Awesome! And, and I wanted to uh, two things. I knew I wanted to Fort Wayne's a a, a smaller big city, about three hundred thousand people, about size St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to get in a little bigger city, metropolitan area, and I wanted to get away from home. And you know, I played soccer, so I wanted to go to a place that. That uh you know, I could play all year round, so yeah. I the university in Florida, and that's kind of where my uh real entrepreneurial journey began okay, awesome, so I want to go into that in a second um you
0: you mentioned that your father was a bit entrepreneurial, did he like have any businesses growing up while like you were growing up, or
1: yeah, so my dad he's still uh he's still in a legal services business, awesome um. So he, you know, the tapes that, that he used to play in a the car, there was a company, I don't know if it's still around, it's called Amway. And okay. they used to and sell direct selling, uh, household products, all types of things. Yeah. Um, and so he, he was a part of Amway back in the day. And so yeah. he he'd have those tapes planned, you know, I, I could probably sell Amway right now. <laughs> But I give, I give a lot of credit to my, to my uh, pops and then my mom for letting him play those tapes, <laughs> you know, cause we'd be in the car for hours, but uh, you know, yeah. they, they were great. You know what I'm saying? i I look back and uh, you know, thankfully, you know, get to spend time with my parents now and, and we can all laugh and, and talk about those times.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. So you mentioned, um, you know, your entrepreneurship journey really kind of got started, Uh, when you went to UCF, um, what was, what was that first business? What, what did that look like for you?
1: So I would, um, go to the clubs. So soccer is a fall, um, fall, like fall sport. Yeah. And so when we weren't traveling, um, being Orlando, we, you know, go out on the weekends and I'd have a little Shirley temple. Right. Yeah. And and I was underage. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) <laughs> I had a fake ID, so me and my boys we get in the club, and you know I had like twenty dollars, like literally twenty dollars, yeah. for like the first three months of school, and um, so I had no money, and again coming from Indiana and not even going to clubs. I didn't realize people spent like $500,000 on VIP sex. Like it was, it was literally mind blowing to me that people spent this type of money. Yeah. So, um, I would always just try to get into those VIPs and like figure yeah. out what people do. And so more times than not, it was like celebration, you know, good times, etc. cetera, nothing really crazy. But yeah. one time I met a guy whose family was, um, well off into real estate. And he was kind of the younger son and he was like, well, I got this idea. I want to do this, this magazine, this publishing company. And so one of the times I'm doing my thing, having my Shirley Temple, um, he, uh, I, I say, well, you know, how are you going to market it? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know? And I said, well, let me design you a clothing line. And that was, that wow. was, that was the, uh, the start. And he was like, you know, okay. Gave me his assistant, gave me his information. And he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. This was Saturday. Call me on Sunday. Yeah. And um, he gave me my first internship. He knew I was I was green, but he knew that I was interested in the business. Very, you know. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. And so he said, look, you know, I'll give you an internship unpaid. But um, it was a startup. I think it was probably about five to ten people.
0: Yeah. But, you know,
1: you can uh, have a, a shotgun seat to, you know, this process. And so that's why I say it was my first real look into yeah. entrepreneurship. That's
0: incredible. So had you done, had you like designed a clothing line before then? Absolutely or? not. <laughs> so <laughs> what was your game plan? with you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good, that's
1: a good question. I had never designed a clothing line, but I took three art classes in high school. I love art. Miss yeah. Griswold, okay, from Northrop High School uh yeah it's so fun and i i you know had some skill in it and yeah. so, um before i had to call with him i googled how to design a clothing line what year is this by the way man this is 2000 fall 2006 fall 2006
0: okay. yeah
1: so um then i called my mom again had no money and i see you need you know I couldn't afford a Photoshop or all that stuff at the time. There was Corel Draw. So I asked my mom if she could <laughs> lend me some money to, 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 you know, download this software, Yeah. teach myself. And then I went to YouTube and I started watching design videos. And so, you know, when I'd speak to the team, I could have some language yeah. <laughs> to present. and that, that was, but that was the start of, that was the start of it. And one funny thing, I called my dad and I said, Dad, I met this guy. I told him I'm a designer I'm a clothing line. I told him I'm a designer. Uh we gotta have a three-way call with him. Can you pretend to be like my manager? <laughs> so my, That's great. And so my dad, he was, you know, he went on with it. He he loved it. And he was on the phone <laughs> calling me Mr. Robinson, you know. <laughs> That's and then,
0: incredible.
1: And then and then uh, you know, maybe like a week or two later. So we, you know, I, I agree to do the internship. He agrees to let me do it. Yeah. And he's like, Was that your dad? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like pause on the phone. Yeah, that was that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> How did he know that was your dad? <laughs> I don't know. He, he I don't know. Maybe it was the way my dad was talking, or maybe I was just nervous. I don't know. I don't know. But that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was so that that's that's how I got started.
0: That's awesome.
1: Okay, <laughs> so
0: after um, you know, after that internship, you know, what was what was that next step for you?
1: So this is going into my sophomore year now at UCF. Um, my coach knows that I'm going out on the weekends, um, networking, and yeah. um, you know, you're going to the club. <laughs> yeah, you know, going to, <laughs> and, and but you know, we're performing, but we, my right. We're, my sophomore year. We had a bad year. Okay. And so, and so my coach gives me the option to uh, re-earn my scholarship again. soccer's in the fall. So spring season is what we call it. Re-earn my scholarship in the spring. Um, or typically when you go from school to school, you have to wait a year for a transfer window. Or he yeah. said, you know, I'll give you your transfer papers. You don't have to wait a year. You can go play somewhere else. Basically right. re- revoking my scholarship. And, um, is it because of the, the networking or what you said, y'all had a bad year? We had a bad year. Yeah. So the class that I came in was heavily, uh, they put a lot of scholarship money in that class. Okay. So he had to, uh, reallocate or let people go. Yeah. Um, basically you got to opt in or opt out. Okay. And so I ended up opting out. I go back home and, um, my creative wheels are turning. And, you know, in the mall, they have these kiosks with, like, at that time, it was, like, $5 sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, and I I still have no, you know, resource, no money. uh, (laughs) But I get some glasses, and I start to bedazzle them. Yeah. bling them out. So now this is, like, 2008. Bling is in. Ed Hardy's blowing up. And uh, (laughs) if if there's younger listeners, uh, you know, just Google Ed Hardy, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But if you're you know 30 and up, you'll probably know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I was in I was in middle school. I think when Ed Hardy was popping, the first oh. time my sister came home with some Ed Hardy with an Ed Hardy hat, I was like, "What is that?" So like,
1: <laughs> that's it. So, so that, that um, so then I was like, man, you know, I started on my parents' kitchen table designing these glasses, blinging them out, and um, I don't know what my affinity was to glasses. I always liked them. Yeah. Like, uh, there was nothing really that it wasn't. I just liked them. Looking have, back, I see. eye like, eyeglasses at all, or I didn't. These were just <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> just sunglasses, and so I'm bedazzling them, and um, I'm back home, and you know, I'm like, okay, you know, how do I get these out there? I think this is a cool product. Yeah, so are going to concerts and getting backstage oh, this is something that somebody told me I'll never forget. And this is the same thing that I used to do in the VIPs, and it's the same thing I do now. Yeah. Is if you look like you're supposed to be somewhere, act like you're supposed to be somewhere, nobody will ever question if you're supposed to be there.
0: 100%. Um,
1: And so I'd get backstage and try to meet the artists. And long story short of it, Soldier Boy came into town, and he and his team, uh, I told him I'm a designer because, you know, I had, I had one one design under my belt in <laughs> internship. So I was, you know, I'm a designer. And, and uh, you know, he, he was really hot then. And his team was like, okay, you know, show him what you got. And long story short of that, he he liked the glasses. And, and that's, that's that was like, the first validation and, and confidence booster I needed to keep Going down that path of um,
0: yeah glasses. So did you get Soldier Boy to wear glasses
1: or oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he 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 wore them strong for I think the first like he wore them at the B the BET Awards first. Wow. He, he, he he wore them for a you know year year plus. That's I incredible. Mean, whenever, whenever he'd have something going on, they they'd call me and you know hey Soldier needs glasses tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you know, like that's awesome. Overnight them, but that is, but that also is what it gave me internal uh, validation. Because you know, when yeah. you're in new things, you know, uh imposter syndrome, you know, is really real. And back when I was starting, I didn't know how to really articulate it. But now, it just is what it is. You know, what I'm saying you're trying something, yeah. you're 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 going for something you've never had, and you need to I needed to um, understand these wins mm-hmm. and, and they were the wind that kept pushed me to to go further. So Soldier Boy, I give a lot of credit to that because um, again that was the start of the my eyewear journey and that that business evolved from you know bedazzling glasses for soldier and other people um, then to learning to manufacture, going to China wow um selling you know all over the US and, and yeah um but all because of those steps of you know little wins or big wins. Yeah. Um so yeah that's that was that was the start of the journey. That's,
0: that's incredible. I I laugh a little bit in my head because you hear like Soldier Boy nowadays saying I did this before everybody else did this. Well, <laughs> like you, you,
1: first. First. Soldier Boy <laughs> was the first <laughs> For real, <laughs> that's incredible. Soldier
0: was the first. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so um, you know, at this point, when you gave your shades to, to Soldier Boy, had you did you have like an official brand at this point? Um, also, like, how did like how did you begin to even source eyeglasses? Because I guess this is, I think you said 2008. Like, is Alibaba like <laughs> like is that like a a big thing? Like like how, how are you sourcing the, the original product?
1: Well, the original ones—they were just coming from the kiosk, you know. They were- oh wow! So you were like getting them from the kiosk and then <laughs> yeah, the kiosk. Them basically, just getting from the kiosk and, and bedazzling them. Uh, wow! You know, customizing them. And what do these shades look like? Are they are these
0: like the the shutter shades or <laughs> shutter shades <laughs> or record?
1: They were uh, they were a single shield. Yeah. If you look, if you look at his uh, his album cover. I- I think it's I soldier boy. Tell him it looks like there's a city in the front that was designed off of the shades I made for him. So that's
0: incredible.
1: Yeah. So I would, the design he loved was, it looked like literally a city with white (laughs) stones on his glasses. And, and then his next album was that design. Um, And like I said, he, he rocked them probably for a year, year and a half. Um that's awesome so so yeah it was it was it was good it was really good yeah that was the start
0: that's awesome, okay, so you mentioned kinda you know that helped you like begin to continue to develop your craft um at what point did you i guess phase out that original brand and then kind of move into uh c e v collection i like, got you know what was what was that time in between
1: yeah, it was about ten years, so okay, I went from designing um custom glasses. And then once soldier started wearing them, other people, friends, you know, brand kind of built itself. Yeah. Um, and I was, that was what I was known for is customizing glasses. Yeah. And then, um, I, I had a friend in a, in a business partner at the time. I was like, yeah, this isn't scalable. It's very cool. Uh, but we can't scale this. And so speaking of Alibaba, um, so that, that's, yeah, that Alibaba was new, um you could yeah. really connect to factories and so that's how i learned how to uh, manufacture you know overseas design awesome. product and so that 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 company evolved from custom to manufacturing and then um we grew to my first office which was in chicago in the pilsen neighborhood um okay yeah lacuna artist lofts uh <laughs> that's awesome um, so i was there for a couple years and then um, we had some great distribution, made some missteps with over-ordering product, uh, so learned from that as well, and then came back to Indiana um, after Chicago. In the next evolution of the businesses, we wanted to go direct-to-consumer except through malls and mall kiosks. Okay. And at that time, I had started dating my now-wife, Um, so I was in Houston, Texas. We opened the first one there. Um, and I knew for that business I needed to be in Houston for another um, so it was one year, two years to really expand to the other malls and and grow. Um, but I also knew at that time uh if I did that, I'd probably not have a girlfriend. Uh she she was in DC and and I was working a lot. So I chose to uh, close the business. And then yeah. DC, um, and now we're happily married one year. Just this past week, Awesome. Uh,
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you. But in the course of that, like I said, Jalen's business manager, who's Mike Lido one of my really good friends um, from Rise Sports Advisors, knew that I had taken that company from inception to, you know, what we were able to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's when CEB came in. So it was about a ten-year period. Um, yeah 08 to 2018 and then that's when we started cev
0: that's awesome so as you were it's kind of as you were building the initial brand kind of you had the introduction with cev like did your design style shift a lot like kind of like for me as someone who's not a designer like how do you go about like finding a design that one you like but two that other people like you know, like to to buy.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I would say that's one thing I've learned over the process of um, when I started the first company. I was designing really like things that I liked, which was yeah. cool, and thankfully people liked them. But you know, to um, to to continue to scale, taking in different, in, I mean, you know, ten year period trends change, action yeah. changes. Um, the way people see, you know, our product sunglasses changes. So yeah, taking in those, those, uh, those indicators from consumers and, and marketing mm-hmm. and all those things, you know, that, that evolved from, um, what I, I really didn't do too much. The first brand to how we're looking at things, um, and how I look at things for CEV. So really yeah. the, the, the first company was great because, you know, I learned a lot. Um, yeah great wins and i learned um what not to do and so those learnings and what i did right you know are pouring over into CEV.
0: for sure um okay so you launched CEV. you know what is you you have your friend and you know his manager come together and said you know we're gonna put this together what was you all's first step from there like
1: we wanted to we wanted to start small. So at the time, Jalen was playing with the Cowboys. Yeah, um, and the Cowboys, um, we knew a couple things, which you know everyone knows. Like one, Cowboys are known as America's team. Strong, <laughs> strong fan, you know, you can look at it any way you want, but that's that's what they're called. <laughs> and so strong, strong fan base. Um, you know, Jalen. Was was just coming into the league, mm-hmm. and and so we we knew from again my previous experience. Let's start with a couple styles and focus them. Uh, Jalen also went to the University of Notre Dame, graduated sure. there as well. So we really wanted to focus on those two fan bases initially to start um, because we knew we had had strong uh, relevancy there. Yeah, and we wanted to start with just a couple frames, which we did too. Um, and see how things go. And so um, that was sort of it. And th- then also we wanted to be really clear um, in the Iowa industry, if people don't know, is controlled by several international companies that have monopolized the industry. They're vert- <laughs> vertically integrated. So everything from um, insurance to retail distribution to products, um, a handful of companies own that. So I knew from my experience that there's an opportunity. Um, One, there aren't any black owned brands at that level um, in the industry. So we wanted to uh, plant a flag there and not only just be a black owned brand, but but tell the story, the products that align with black consumers, because I'm sure as your audience knows, and if they don't, you know, um, we create the culture. We yep. create the trend. Um, yep. That's not a place, that's not a, you know, just a, a saying. It's, it's statistically proven. Everything yeah. from music, fashion, um, historically, it has come by way of or through um, black people. So yeah. we wanted and saw that as, a, as an opportunity um, to be that bridge for, um, for black people around the world. And stand strong at that. So that's where we, we have the phrase culturally inspired design. And so those, those two things, those we, start, we started small. We knew there's an opportunity in the market from a local U.S. to global perspective. Um, and we knew also um, the strength of Jalen's influence yep. that um, that would give us a pretty wide net to cast from a marketing standpoint. And so that's. Yeah, those are the things of how we started. That's awesome. I'm
0: trying to remember who I was listening to. Um, it might have been Isaac Hayes, the third. He's founder of Fanbase. I don't know if you've heard of Fanbase, it's like a um, he's basically created a social media company, um, entirely black owned. He used crowdfunding, basically equity crowdfunding, to really kind of allow us as a community, as a black community to invest in the business early on. Um, but he was, he was talking about the, let's say potential impact of, of black athletes and other creators coming together to, to use our influence to grow our own businesses. So like, I love to like, to, to I'm love hearing that in action and like how you all um, were able to do that early on. Um, I guess. Yeah, like like that that's that's super cool um so you've got the suppliers you've you know figured all that out you figured out your go to market strategy um you know one question that I'm wondering as I listen to you talk you seem like you are super aware and like super on top of understanding your market understanding how you're gonna go to market where does that come from like like how did you for, for that prospective entrepreneur like was like, all right, I know what I want to build, but I don't know how to get it to people. Like, like, how did you develop that?
1: Well, I've, I've, I've had a lot of swings. Um, yeah, I think think as an entrepreneur, that's, that's what it is. Right. So, I mean, uh, I can tell you story. I backpacked China for 30 days with a backpack and suitcase because the question I wanted to answer was, you know, how is this product made? How can I speak? intelligent wow. movie about the product. So I mean I landed in Hong Kong and I went to Guangzhou, Jin, yeah. Guangzhou, Wenzhou, Beijing. I took you yeah. I took Mandarin in college so I could try to speak <laughs> with my, my suppliers. Uh so I, you already I, knew like leaving college
0: this was you were going to need to
1: well speak but, Mandarin, or you, yeah. What what I what I the question I had my to myself in college was what you know I want to be an international businessman. I knew that. I, I knew I wanted to play a okay. global scale. Yeah. When you look at languages that are spoken um, uh, uh, with business around the world, there's a handful. It's French, yep. it's Mandarin and Spanish. Um, and so in my world being a product, um, it's really French and Mandarin that I should focus on. And again, yeah. I'm doing most of my business in China. So Mandarin is what I chose. But to answer your question is I, I, I just keep swinging, you know, and that's what yeah. I encourage any entrepreneur that's getting started is at the, at the, you know, I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 300,000 people, small Midwestern town. And I just took advantage of every opportunity I could to meet people, took advantage yeah. of every opportunity I could to get in front of people, whether it be, you know, influencers like a soldier boy or business people in the community yeah. Um, so that that would be my encouragement, and I'm still doing that today. Living in you know um, the DMV, any yeah. You know, that's how we got connected. Any opportunity that comes up, I take it, and I not only take it, but I try to learn from it. I try to grow Absolutely. from it. Um, so that's that's where that mindset came from, um, and that's how I look at building the product, building the company, etc.
0: That's that's awesome. Um, you know, one question I have. So you talked a bit about the company, how you built the company. What's been the biggest challenge in in building this company?
1: The biggest challenge has been um, really still as as we grow. So let me tell tell the backstory. So we partnered Mm -hmm. with the company two years ago um, to scale our optical business. So we have two lines of business. Direct to consumer sunglasses, which you see on our website, yeah. and then we have our product that you see in optical stores. We we made a partnership to do our optical business, uh, so we're we're in about five hundred plus five hundred eleven stores as of June this year. 200, wow, two hundred thirty eight now. We're about two. That's incredible. Thank you. Two hundred seventy four um, this month. So I say that to say. Uh, it's the mental, I wouldn't even say warfare, but the mental aspect of when you you have success or you've done things to keep challenging myself, to push the boundaries, to execute. Because when Mm -hmm. you get to a place um, where some things go right, you don't want to make a mishap. And I think that's a, um, again, for me personally, Uh, Some people may be built differently, but mentally, maybe, you know, no matter where you're at in the journey, just always pushing the envelope and executing and having a fear of failure. Like I said, starting out, you know, that imposter syndrome, I speak on that so much and I speak on it directly because it's it's not in my mind. It Mm -hmm. is what it is. I'm addressing it and I'm going to move forward. And yeah. So as an entrepreneur building a business and a growing business, um, it's always having that execution mindset and not having the fear of continuing to push the envelope, even when we're wow. in success. That's incredible. Um, wow. Um, okay. So
0: at the beginning of the show, you mentioned that, and you talked a bit about it recently as well, but um, you mentioned that you really... the one of the visions for CV collection is to really infuse the, the, the culture, infuse black culture into the eyewear. Um, what does that look like? like how, how do you all do that?
1: Like that's that's super cool. So one, one thing that, you know, we think about is, again, naming of the, the product after black visionaries, right? So yeah. the blue light blocking glass I'm wearing right now, these are the Ash glasses named after Arthur Ash yeah website you can see a little bit about arthur ash but what this does is it gives us a, a vehicle to talk about black visionaries all the time um you know people that buy our product we always love to say hey do you know this and it could be black people could not be black people yeah and they'd be like oh my goodness i did not know that um that you know they learned something new so that's one thing the black visionary standpoint the second thing is um uh, Black and uh, minority individuals have more unique face shapes uh, than, you know, uh, European face shapes. Which the companies I mentioned uh, at the yeah. beginning, of the show, mainly European, Italian-based companies, European-designed. So whether it be uh, the size of our frames are a little bit longer to fit yeah. um, our face shapes, they're a little bit wider. Those are small things, you know. Glasses is typically two pieces of plastic or three pieces of plastic and one piece of metal or three pieces of metal. So yeah. we really, when it comes to design, it's all about size and fit and then functionality. Um, so that's the second way is, is we think about that's the size, we think about the size of our product. And again, we're, we're intentional. That's not to say that we're the only ones we're just intentional about it. We're intentional with yeah. what we know Um you know, consumers like us would, would need. So the product can be worn, as we hope, all day long. Uh, and it's it doesn't, incredible. It doesn't uh, become uncomfortable. So those, those would be the two the two ways, yeah. the storytelling and then the, the sizing.
0: I love that. I love that. So you're also um, founder and chairman of the board of Believe in a Dream. Um, I'd love to hear a, a bit about Believe in a Dream.
1: So. You know, as the name states, it's all about I believe we all have a dream and um, how that got started was, you know, after my first year of college, I'd go to my former high school, North High School in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I would talk to my peers at the time about me following my dream to go play soccer. Yeah. And um, I realized I told you a little backstory how I grew up. I realized a lot of people didn't grow up like that. Yeah. A lot of people didn't grow up with parents that were encouraging them. I tried a lot of things growing up, um, you know, and even when I fell short, my parents always encouraged me to keep going. And so that was the start of it. Um, yeah. And I wanted to focus on a couple things. I believe entrepreneurship is a vehicle um, that can change lives and change the world. Um, and then the arts. And then we recently added leadership. So our focus um, is inspiring the next generation to believe, dream, and do. And we yeah. do through entrepreneurship. We've given away, you know, in, in total, access of hundreds of thousand dollars um, to startup entrepreneurs, orchestral, orchestral students from the arts. Yeah. Um, and then we put on uh, leadership summits for uh, now ninth grade through twelfth grade um, students. Um, to become and understand who they are, uh, know That's their incredible.
0: Birth. That's awesome! <laughs> I love that. Um, you know that makes me. First off, everything you said, like I'm like super inspired by your story, like super inspired by your journey, and like, and it, like it's the reason that this podcast exists is to tell these types of stories.
1: Um, Appreciate that. Receive that. Thank you. Of
0: course. Yes. Um, so, you know this is called the Impact Podcast. Um. So I have a question, but I, I think I know the answer, but I would hear it from you. Um, <laughs> what's the impact that you want to leave, whether that's for, you know, the future generation of entrepreneurs, whether that's in business in general, um, you know, in your words, you, what's the impact that, that you're looking to leave
1: with everything that you're doing? So I, I, when I hear that question, I hear about my vision and my vision is to change mm-hmm. the world through business yeah. philanthropy, by creating global enterprises that enable others to live their dream through my company's mission, and so what that means is, when I say change the world, that's what that is. Yeah, enabling others to live their dream, and so what that looks like is everyone that I hire or is on my team. Uh, when you talk to my program directors or our program directors that believe in a dream. They are living their dream, running our programs. Mm -hmm. You talk to, you know, my partners around me, what their dream is, is doing exactly that. So just the vessel. And that's what I want to continue to do and be is the vessel. What I'm doing right now, building CEB, that's my vessel right now, personally. So that's the the vision I have for myself and why I believe um, I was put on this earth. That's incredible. Where do you
0: where do you get that foundation? Because I, I say like when I ask that question, you're you were already you're on top of it like you you're like, oh I know, like it's clear you've thought through this, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, where where what what's your foundation? Because I'm loving this conversation.
1: Well, first for me is faith, right? There's yeah. nothing in my life that I I do uh or can do without faith. Yeah, Um, and, and and so that, that's, that's, that's the personal foundation. And it's a lot of, I'm, I'm always learning. I, you know, we're speaking now and I've been fortunate to be in business in some way, shape or form for 15 years. Yeah. And so, um, learning by way of my parents or mentors or books or conferences, um, and then putting those learnings into the world and yeah. getting feedback. Um, when it comes to the vision, I'm, I'm clear on that because, you know, if there's no direction, you can end up where you don't want to be. Uh, time will keep passing by. So that is something I, I'm really intentional on. And I'm really clear on um, that, you know, I, I don't like I said, I don't want to play small for me yeah. personally. I want to play globally and uh, I want to do just that play. And I think business is, is playing, you yeah. know, like, I, I love it. That's, that's, that's my calling. Um, yeah. so I am clear on that because I have spent time on it and yeah. I do, uh, I do believe, you know, that that's what I've been put on this earth to do.
0: That's, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing. Okay. So, Appreciate it. um, I I'll go into kind of some, I some final questions, um, my first question, um, you know, what does the rest of this year and, you know, future and beyond look like for, for clear eye view?
1: So like I mentioned, we were, we're launching an additional 274 stores, um, uh, starting to ship this month. Uh, it's May so that, that'll land, uh, by May, June. Yeah. Um, so that, that. That is amazing. I believe in total, we're in, we're in five hundred and eleven stores. I truly believe. Wow, we'll be on track to have commitments uh, of a thousand stores by the end of the year. It takes some That's time. Amazing. To, it takes some time to ship and deliver, but yeah, uh, a thousand stores. We yeah. have. We got a col- we got a collaboration coming out uh, <laughs> this summer which um, I'll have to come back on and tell you yes. once yes. it's... Yes. Let's get it's, that played. Let's do that. But, but just know it is it's something I'm super proud about. Um, and it, it's, it's major. It's with a cultural icon. It's our first big collaboration Yeah. Um, at this level. And um, so I'm really looking forward to, to executing that um, flawlessly. And then... Um, you know, just getting, continuing to share our story, you know, yeah. getting to share, you know, having great conversations, um, with individuals like yourself, building relationships with ind- individuals like yourself. Um, those, those would be the three yeah. things off the top of my mind. So, you know, uh, yeah. re- retail, retail launch and success, uh, the collaboration we have coming up and continue to tell our story.
0: That's, that's fantastic.
1: Um, okay. So a couple, so I for one clarifying question.
0: So, you mentioned um, retailers. Um, I think earlier you said optical retailers. So it yeah. like eyeglass stores. like
1: Exactly, yeah. So, so yeah. we're in a variety of optical stores uh, around the country. So if you went to our website and then you yeah. search on stores, you would see all the stores that... that Perfect.
0: That- I- cool. I will be getting me some, some of your shades this year. So- right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a prescription. Like, I wear where i guess i don't know yeah like i have struggled to like to find shades like you said like from my unique head shape (laughs) like all.
1: i'm sure we got you i'm sure we got you
0: all right cool i i will be getting me something this year that is that's a guarantee (laughs) appreciate that awesome um and then so you talked about kind of uh this year you know beyond this year what does you know you talked bit about the vision for the company I mean for for yourself and the impact that you want to make what's the vision for the company um, in the in the years to
1: come so we, we want to build a great um, a great business that can add value to uh, someone's portfolio or pre-existing mm-hmm. business to take us to the next level we want to build a, a value um, a valuable asset that you know somebody a larger entity, We'll see the opportunity that we've created and help us get to the next level um, by way of acquisition. So that's yeah. our that's our focus is um, you know building to sell, and not just to sell, just to say we sold, but really you know business comes in in waves and evolutions. Yep, we, we believe and we know we can get our business to uh, a level, and then typically from you know level A to B. You're going to need a couple additional resources, whether it be cash, uh, human resources, uh, distribution network, etc. cetera. Yep. So for for us, we see the opportunity to build this business um, and then hand it off to someone that can nurture um, the asset that we've created and then take CEB to you know another level. So that would I be the, that. You know, that'd be the the goal for us, and and that's that's the path we're charging on.
0: Yeah, that's that's I love that. Um, I I'm sorry, you make me as, as you talk. I you making me get more questions. It's yeah, all right. It's all
1: right.
0: How do you get there? Like you know, like I hear like I think oftentimes like I I hear entrepreneurs say, yeah, you know, like we want to we want investors, we want to be acquired, we want to sell IPO, whatever that is. Um, but I, for the for that young entrepreneur who's just getting started who like, this might be the first time they're hearing about, hey, I can sell my, like, I don't have to run my business for the rest of my life. Like, I can sell it. (laughs) Like, like, how do you get there? Like,
1: yeah. I I believe it comes down to, for for, for me, in the way that I look at it, is understanding the value that we can add to the industry or the business. So like I started the podcast, I know our business is really broken into three buckets, It's international conglomerates that are vertically integrated. It's uh, uh, family-owned businesses. So in America, the eyewear industry started uh, almost like a secondary or third-tier industry. Nobody really wanted to be in it, but families uh, started it. And then, you know, over time, those families have stayed involved. So that's kind of like the third tier. Then at the bottom of the the triangle is kind of, you know, a bunch of independents like our brand. So I know that, that we can be a value to, you know, that second or third tier. Um, and I think, you know, one, understanding the, the business you're in, mm-hmm. understanding the value that you can create. Um, and then knowing those two things, you know how to build something that yeah. could be a value. Now, I'm not saying we would sell right away. Um, but I think for myself and then any other entrepreneur that's listening or that's thinking about it, is knowing what your end game is, right? Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to sell. They want to build it and they want to hold on to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we know that we can add the most value building an entity that could be value to our potential partners in the future um, by building what we're building. And so we're building to that end game. Now we, when we get to that end game, we'll be at a place where we can have the option. Uh, yeah. Yeah at that point we could say, no, we, we actually enjoy this. And we want to hold on to it a little (laughs) bit more and you know, that's what it'll be. Or we could say, you know what, we, we did exactly what we set out to do and now we want to pass it uh, to someone that, that'll have it in their good hands for, for the future. Um, So I think it's, it's starting at the end, which um, my first business Mm -hmm. to that point, um, I didn't have that clarity. It was kind of like, you know, we'll keep evolving, keep evolving. Next thing you know, you just keep evolving. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and so. so that's, that's what I would say to. That's the way that we look at it. It's been helpful for us, and you know, um, I would say that to somebody that's thinking about or just starting is okay. What do you want to do? Yeah, to That well,
0: that's perfect segue into my final question for you. Um, you know, what advice do you have for? for prospective entrepreneurs. And I, I think you've given a ton of advice throughout <laughs> throughout the show. But uh you know, you know what what is the the lasting those lasting words for for a prospective entrepreneur?
1: I would say go for me everything goes back to believe in a dream, um believe in yourself, um uh, yeah. and 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 execute. Um, so I, I think it really comes down to those, those two things. Like you, you gotta have a vision and and if you're an entrepreneur, you're listening to this podcast, there's something you want to start. Or even if you, even if you're, you know, in a job or, you know, volunteering or, or you want to be a great spouse, like believing in a dream does not have to be entrepreneurial. That's just the thing that, that, you know, I see it. I try to have a vision for my family life too. Uh, I want to be a great husband and, and, you know, God willing, a great father. So I think, you know, one, you got to have a dream and then, you know, put in the work. And that's what I mean by execute to, um, to make it happen. And, you know, there's four words I'll end with this, that, that I really live by. And is you have to have a dream. That's the first, you have to believe it. Second, you third, you have to do it, execute. And with success or failure, you have to repeat. And so that's the cycle of, I think, success is dream, believe, do, and repeat. And sometimes when you have wow. success, you stop, right? So that's not why the repeat is so important. And sometimes with failure, you stop. It's like, man, it didn't work out. But that's why the repeat is so important. You just have to continue that cycle. So I'd encourage anybody, like no matter if you're you know exited some businesses or you're just starting or maybe you're stuck, um, you know, those four words have, have been, you know, really helpful for me. So that'd be my encouragement to you.
0: Wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, Jamal, this was, <laughs> I, 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 after every conversation I, I go and I tell my wife, I was like, that's one of my favorites. Like, <laughs> like, like, and i sitting here I'm like, well, I guess all of them are my favorites. <laughs> you, got, you got all favorites. You got all favorites. <laughs> like this was, um another um just inspiring i'd say motivating um i don't know it almost feels like there's like how you ended like there's a call to action um i'm just super super grateful for you taking the time um to be a guest on the podcast today um again like i'm tremendously touched by your story um i'm like still thinking about all the stuff that you said. So, like, um, before we before we end, you know, where can people find you? Where can people get in touch with you? Where can people um, purchase your shades? How can people support Believe in a Dream? Um, all that. I'll, I'll link it all below in the, in the show notes so so people can easily access it as well, but um,
1: yeah. I appreciate that. First, before I, I sign off, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to share my story, our story, with your audience. Thank you for you know, allowing this space. um, I value it. Um, Second, I want to give a shout out to Brittany, your previous guest, because she's from Indiana. Yes. (laughs) Us us, us Hoosiers got to stick together. Uh, So I really enjoyed you guys' conversation and and again, her story. Um, But in closing out, you can uh, follow CEV Collection across uh, Instagram, all platforms, uh, CEV Collection. And then my email, feel free to drop me an email, ask me questions, or maybe you want to uh, push back on something I said, or maybe ask for uh, clarity. Uh, It's just jamal at cevcollection.com. And it's summertime's coming up. Uh, We're just about to enter summer. We're in spring. So go to cevcollection.com and and pick up a pair or two or three of of our glasses. Or like LBJ said, if you need some optical frames, go to stores on our website and you'll, you'll more than likely have a store near you that carries our product. So I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jamal. Um, Yeah. Super excited for, for the year ahead for y'all. Congratulations to you you and your entire team for all of your success and um, sending up prayers for continued success. Um, And like, like you said, you know, I, I got to have you back to, to hear about uh your your new project i won't ask for too many details just
1: yet yeah. but uh
0: i i i gotta hear about it oh. <laughs> all
1: right i can't wait i can't wait
0: awesome awesome let's do it let's do all it right.